What's going on? And welcome into Pels and Whistles presented by Ben Online right here on the Believe Network. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Rel Myers. Plenty to talk about as the NBA draft lottery is in the books. I know what you're thinking. Where were you yesterday? But I promise I have an excuse note from my doctors as the Salerson household was dealing with a lot of sickness from little kiddos and myself. So finally, order has been restored. And now we can finally talk some basketball with my good friend, Rel Myers. Rel, how are you? Doing pretty good. It's It's been kind of a slow off season for us. So I'm glad we have, you know, something new to talk about, um, even though we'll probably finish talking about this in like an episode or two. <laughs> and then we just wait for the draft. But uh, yeah, things are going good. I'm just focusing on me. You know, like I keep saying, the Pelicans can't hurt me right now. So I, I feel nice and safe and sound these days. I also want to give Rel a shout out for her new adventure with the lead, I believe. Rel, if you want yes. to tell everyone else a little bit about that, that way we can uh, pump it up a little bit. Yeah, so uh, a friend of mine, AC, reached out to me and he's like, uh, hey, did you see this? And the lead was looking for um, some Twitter managers for a couple different teams, the Pelicans being one of them. And um, I applied and I told him like, hey, you know, like this is what I've been doing um, for the last year or so, whatever have you. And I think that I could really grow this account. And so they're like, hey, we think you'd be a great fit for it. So uh, they gave me the password to the account. I logged in. I made a woosh bomb for my personal account and <laughs> put the tweet out. And so, yeah, everyone went and followed the account. I think we had 400 new followers uh, in the first day. So go follow at Pelicans Lead on Twitter, and uh, I'll be tweeting from there. I'm going to leave the Pels 12 account alone. I'll let Sean and Lee take care of the tweets over there. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, make sure you follow Rel um, everywhere. She does everything because she is everywhere. And shout out to her for everything that you're doing. It's really awesome. And again, you're going to grow that thing um, like no other because of your passion for the Pelicans. And that's why you are here with me, because without you, I would be nothing. <laughs> so um, over <laughs> under, maybe we should set some uh, some bets on the amount of followers you're going to gain here in the next week, just based on yeah. you tweeting alone. If we use bet online, what do you think the odds would be? You may be gaining 500 more followers by the end of let's go next week. Let's next week. What do you think? 500 on? more on top of yeah. the 400? Ooh. Yeah. Put I'm going to say pressure on you. I'm going to say under just because it's off season. Um, not too much going on. I think it'll really pop off around October, November. Maybe if we're at the top of the standings again in December, we'll see what happens. But that, that'll help a lot. All right. We'll see if that prop is up there by the end of the day. But make sure you go to bet online. It's your number one source for all of your basketball info, stats, news, lines, and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet online is your sports until headquarters this season. We have you covered for all of your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL. Hockey, golf to UFC and boxing, the fastest, easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options in your favorite casino and card games. That's where it's going to get me. It's available to play right from your home. Get into the action and head to the website. Use your mobile device and be sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% off bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And we will start with Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um Nothing really special for the Pelicans as they had a 0.5% chance of landing the number one pick. But Rel, did you have a little bit of a, maybe that card would turn into a different logo when uh, Deputy Commissioner Tatum was up there like, maybe we'll see a different logo than the Pelicans? 0.5% is still more than 0%. You know, there was always a little, little, little chance, but uh, yeah, it wasn't super surprising when he flipped it over and it was pelicans and i love david griffin's uh reaction to that he's kind of just like ah we'll get him next time (laughs) so um it's i i want to say it was more surprising for me 
who won the lottery, who who's getting number one. That was more surprising than us ending up staying at 14. So um, I got to say, I'm not thrilled with this, with this number one thing. I'm not thrilled with San Antonio and Greg Popovich, who should have retired five years ago. Um, now he's never going to retire. He has new life. He has <laughs> new life. But the amount of wine he drinks too, that guy is living until 115 and can get Fountain. five more rings with Victor. <laughs> um, look, I mean, it was tough for the Pelicans too because it either could have been the Rockets or the Spurs. Yeah. And that's two teams in your division. So the odds were not in the Pelicans' favor for them to land on anyone else. I thought maybe Charlotte, this would be the year. But has there been a more frustrating draft lottery experience than what Charlotte has gone through and what they've been missing out on uh, when it comes yeah. to the draft? I think I saw a stat. In 1992, they missed out. They were number two when the Magic got Shaquille O'Neal. Mm -hmm. I believe they were number two when LeBron James was drafted. Oh, were they? I, I have to go back and Yikes. look. I know it was someone else significant. Um, and then the Zion Williams, uh, the Anthony Davis sweepstakes. No. Oh. Yeah. Wait, Anthony no, no, no. Davis sweepstakes. Yeah. Was, yeah. Ooh. I think it was, yeah, Anthony Davis sweepstakes. Sucks to be them. <laughs> and then the... Um, Victor sweepstakes. So I know it's been four times and I apologize for my inaccuracy on it. I'll have to go back and double check it. But I mean, I was hoping just for their sake. I mean, that would have kind of revived that franchise. And look, I think they have a pretty good fan base already. Um, they really kind of embrace the history of Charlotte Hornets basketball. Obviously, we know a little bit about it because it was a part of our history for the longest time now from uh, 2002 and earlier. That's all now. Charlotte Hornets basketball, but man, I think it would have been great. One to get him in the East. Mm -hmm. uh, um, get into the Queen City, I thought would have been great. But also Detroit, who had yes. went to number five. Uh, tough, tough for them, too. Tough for them, too. Their record was 17 and 65, and it ended up with the fifth, the pick. fifth pick. Yeah. Did you like see it. Victor's reaction when the Rockets <laughs> didn't, <laughs> were not going to be the number one pick? Rockets fans are livid. And it's like, I get it from their point of view, but you also have to understand that I don't think it was anything personal against the Rockets specifically. Like they have good young talent over there. Um, I don't know, you know, what they'll do in the next few years, but it was specifically like a French connection thing. Like Tony Parker played for the Spurs. Um, you know, Victor looked up to Tony Parker. It was one of those things. You know, there's a picture of him wearing a Spurs jersey as a kid. Like, that's that was the excitement about it. It was eliminating Houston from the, from the you know, running to get him. And he's like, okay, like, I'm going to what will be my ideal destination since I was a kid is the way that I saw it. But I get that Houston fans are just kind of like, you know what? He's at the top of my hate list now. Hate this guy. Can't wait to play him. But, yeah, that, that sucks for them. And, and the record that they had for them to drop to fourth is also just kind of, it's tough. For some reason, I don't understand why people thinking the Spurs getting Victor is going to mean they're going to move. And I don't understand, I don't as someone, and you can relate to this, with all the rumors surrounding the Pelicans will be the first team to relocate and they should relocate and all that. Yeah, I don't enjoy hearing that for any other team just because I wouldn't mm -mm. wish that on anyone. You're seeing it in baseball right. with the Oakland Athletics and they have like 2,000 people in attendance every game, but they're wow. moving to Vegas um in a couple of years mm -hmm. but why would the spurs go anywhere if anything it's gonna help that market and that economy mm -hmm. and the spurs have one of the best fan bases in the league yeah That's what i don't know they've been loyal to them no matter if they've been they've been losing obviously the last few years they've mm -hmm. also been on some hell of a runs with five championships under i just don't understand why people would even put that into the universe as far as oh 
Maybe they're going to go to Austin now that Victor's there. No, they keep just, them in San yeah. Antonio. I have zero idea why that will be a thing. And I think they also just, I heard that they opened a, a new facility or they remodeled yeah. or something. It's like a $500 million facility. I don't see why you would be doing that if you were just going to skip town and be an hour or an hour and a half away or whatever have you. I, I don't know where that's coming from either. It's weird. Yeah. So um, what does this mean for the Pelicans? Well, 14 and eh, lucky number yeah. 14. I don't know what, how deep this draft is. That's where we'll have to do our research here leading up to it. And what the Pelicans might do, but I feel like with 14, you can go any direction you want to go, especially mm -hmm. with depth being the being the main uh, name of the game. Mm -hmm. I think you go best player available, and that's just very early on me not looking at what is available at 14. But I feel like you can have depth at guard. I think you certainly mm -hmm. can use another big man, and you can always need wing defenders or shooters. So for me at 14, if you're not going to trade the pick. I think you're looking at best player available for the Pelicans. Yeah, I agree with that. I um, I, I don't have a, a ton of faith in our lottery selections. Um, I will always think that Kyra Lewis Jr. was the wrong pick at 13. <laughs> um, looking back at that draft, people have always told me that it, it was a weak draft class. Um but I mean, we could have had Tyrese Maxey at least yeah. <laughs> instead of Kyra, you know, and Halliburton got picked one spot before Kyra. But um, I don't know. I just don't have a ton of uh, a ton of faith in us picking the right player in the lottery. Um, we may have been able to get somebody better than Dyson. And I like Dyson. Um, I just think that we have a habit of drafting people who are good on one side of the floor and need a lot of work on the other side of the floor. I think uh, Fred Vincent is great, but can we maybe stop putting so much on his plate? Can we yeah. maybe draft someone who knows how to shoot? I mean, shout out to Trey Murphy. Yeah, he busy. already knows how to shoot, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, you do have to keep him busy, I guess. But um, yeah, it, it just seems like we always take that route. Like let's, in defense wins games. Don't get me wrong. Defense wins games, but so does um, making your free throws. You know, it's like we get these defensive guys who can't even make free throws and, you know, not to go back to that Laker game with Dyson, <laughs> but yeah. and I feel like he has redeemed himself from the stripes since then. But it's just things like that. Um, it, it just sucks to see other teams draft guys who can get their own bucket and also hold their own on the defensive end. So I'd rather find somebody offensive, um, who will just buy in on defense because defense is mostly just effort and wanting to actually, you know, compete on that side of the floor. Um, I think we have better luck finding those second round gems and those undrafted free agents than we do when we're picking somebody um, in the lottery or just in the first round in general. So we'll see what happens. I I'm glad that I don't have to make the choice as always. Nope. Between Herb Jones and, you know, um, Jose Alvarado, Najee Marshall, mm -hmm. everything like that. Um, you definitely have had some success there. What about trading it? What about trading the pick? Um, We can trade it. Yeah. We we wouldn't have any other Not pick, your pick our, right? <laughs> yeah, our other pick went to Atlanta, right? So we wouldn't have any picks at all this this year. Which I don't know, I'd be fine with that. But as long as we're trading it for something, we're going to use. You know, like let's not let you know Billy and Jacks go just sure. to get another big in there and then also not play him either. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, right, I'm 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 fine with trading it, and I want to say uh, the Draft Express dude on Twitter said Keontae George was on uh, on his mock draft for us. And I never heard of the guy before I saw that 
that article. I think so, he's from Baylor, correct? Yeah, he's from, he's a guard from Baylor. Um, I think shooting maybe like thirty seven or thirty eight percent from the floor. Um, I don't know. I just from wasn't the floor, really... floor or from three. I think from the floor. <laughs> okay, so, I know. So shooting know. that part of his game. Yeah, it's not sounding too good. Um, I want to look that up right now too, but I'm like pretty sure it was thirty eight. I'm going to ESPN right now. Uh, field goal percentage. 37.6. Okay. So <laughs> what about his assist? Uh assist 2.8 on the season. His three part percentage was 33.8. So So yeah. he's a guard that doesn't facilitate and he doesn't shoot well. 2.8 assists. Hey, Sign 4. 2 rebounds. There you go. <laughs> he must be athletic if, if yeah. he is uh in the first round conversation. 15.3 points a game. I don't know where he's getting those from. Layups? Is he a dunker? Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I never heard the name before. I'm not super – I'm not of the mindset that a rookie is going to come in and, like, save the day for us. Like, if yeah. anybody was going to be that guy, it was going to be Zion, right? Um, and then he missed most of his rookie season. <laughs> so um, I don't think that they have time to draft projects. I don't think that they need to be leaning on another 19-year-old. Um I think our big three needs to be healthy above all, and then everything else will kind of fall into place. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, again, you're not really looking for immediate impact here. I think you're just looking for some depth um, because I think, again, our, I think our best advantage next year will be health. I think mm -hmm. it's going to come down to health. And if this team's not healthy, then I don't know what we're going to do. Um, yeah. That's a different discussion for a different day, but I feel like... <laughs> With the draft lottery, it's kind of come and gone. Not really any drama for the Pelicans. And now it's time to focus on what could be there for the Pelicans mm -hmm. at 14. We'll do everything we can to make sure you're prepared for the draft when it comes in June. Let's talk about these playoffs before we get out of here as Miami yeah. has taken a 1-0 lead. And thanks to YouTube TV, I did not see the last five minutes, but I do know that Little Mermaid will be in theaters come May 26th, which is good news for my daughter and I. <laughs> but I don't know anything about what happened in the final five minutes because that ad just kept continuously running and running and running. But That's nonetheless, tough. I don't know if this is more impressive for Miami, which it certainly is. Mm -hmm. But but as Boston, I feel like they're just going through the motions still. Yes. And we're in the Eastern Conference finals. Like, quit farting around. You all had the opportunity to go all the way here. This is the, the matchups that you have and the teams that are left. Mm -hmm. This is theirs to lose if they don't you know, if they can pick things up. They're very unserious when it comes to closing out series. It's like, I don't know that they should have gone six games in the first round. And, you know, no, you, they have. <laughs> you, you went to, to, you know, seven games with, with Philly, which I, on paper is understandable, yeah. you know, but you're down three, two though, as well. Yeah. They, in, in Miami is just so, so Miami, right? Like, how do you even, how do you describe them? How do you explain them? But Jimmy Butler is a madman, but they're consistent. They're boring. Yeah. And consistent. <laughs> it's not surprising at all that Miami won that first game, but you kind of have to wonder about the Celtics and you know, what are they doing? But also um, from a coaching standpoint, uh, I think a lot of people aren't happy with Joe Mazzulla. Like, why is he not? He's letting these guys go on this insane run and he doesn't call a timeout. And the timeout only gets called when it's like a, a media timeout, a TV timeout. And it's like, dude, you you got to rein these guys in, you know, but it's impressive that they've gotten to where they are with him. But is that 
because of him or is that in spite of him, you know? You can talk about coaching matters when you have Spolstra, a guy like him and what he's been able to do with Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where some teams get the advantage. And Spolstra has been in this situation before. I saw something. He's never won coach of the year, which is crazy. Well, he can get fired. Don't do that. (laughs) That is the curse. Getting coach of the year is the curse. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess uh, you can ask a lot of these players. Uh, I remember Dwayne Casey won it um, with Toronto and then immediately got fired. Like that same offseason. That's nuts. Way to go, Coach. Coach of the Who Year. Who else we got? Dwayne Casey, Nick Nurse. Uh, Monty. Monty was two of the four years Monty. he was the Phoenix was Coach of the Year. Yeah. I, I mean, know. It's, it's a curse. But yeah, Isn't that's there some sort of like NBA 2K curse or something? When you get on the cover of NBA 2K, what happens? I was Madden. I know in NFL, you know? it's Madden. <laughs> okay. Okay. There was a yeah. long history that your favorite team, you didn't want your guy on there because mm-hmm. it would not end well for them. Uh, yeah. So I don't know about 2K. There might be a, there might be a curse, but one that we got I enough curses aware. around here, man. Yeah, exactly. Did they, they put John Morant on the cover of one of these games? Because <laughs> is he cursed or is he just not very intelligent? <laughs> like, yeah. What is he doing? Uh, that's a that's a deeper discussion that I don't know if we want to get into with John well, Morant. We've heard I, a lot of different opinions about it. Yeah. I just hate that he's in this situation. Yeah, um, I, I he's don't such a talented want to guy. Him. I want him on the court. Right. You know, I want him to be. I want him to be well. Right. Yeah. yeah. I can't pretend like I know what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to sit here and obviously he's made some pretty bad mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him to to fix everything. I hope it's not a long suspension. I hope he learns his lesson, yeah. and I hope he can get back out there. I, as much as their arrival, like put all that aside. Right. Him as a person, he is too talented to not be playing basketball. Yeah. And there are a lot of, you know, kids that look up to him and mm-hmm. hopefully they can continue to look up to him if he can figure some things out. But, you know, you definitely want everything to, to start getting better for him. That's for sure. Right. He's just got to tone some stuff down. Um, but, yeah, he's an, he's an extremely talented player. And um, even though Memphis is kind of like a little bit of a rival for us and they're in our division and things like that, I want to see them do well, just not against us. <laughs> you know, and I know there's right. a lot of Pelicans fans who don't want to see them do well at all under any circumstances. But, um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, Ja hasn't done anything necessarily uh, illegal, but a lot of people aren't understanding that if you do something and your job tells you don't do it again, you can't do it again. Um, yeah. whether you're on the clock or not. Right. So you just have to make better decisions. Um, and hopefully next year he'll have an uninterrupted year and we'll still be on top of them in the standings. That's what I'm going to be going for. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, back to the teams that are, Oh wait, before we move on from that, I think we talked about Dylan Brooks or did we talk about the uh, no circumstances thing? I don't yeah, know when that happened. We did. I don't we know. did. That was just, <laughs> okay. That was just weird in, in every way, shape or form. <laughs> but, um, yeah, back to the playoffs. Um, obviously, going for um, Denver over the Lakers game for sure. tonight. Um, I want Denver to, even though that was like, it, it was a weird game. They had a decent lead on them, and they let them come back. And it's like, look, you can't let these guys get all that momentum. Um, hopefully, Denver takes things more seriously than the Celtics are. Yeah. Um, you you got to close these guys out for the sake of uh, us. In the sake of humanity, <laughs> get yeah. the Lakers out of here. <laughs> for sure. I think that'd be great for everyone. I, as long as Nuggets, I don't care if it's Celtics or Heat, Nuggets yeah. for someone. Okay. It's yeah. all I can ask for. And um, <laughs> if Celtics can go up 2 0 and there's just win every home game, then I think mm-hmm. they'll be okay. Um, I think it's obviously tough playing in the altitude. 
Um, I think finally the Lakers kind of got back into rhythm, but the Nuggets cannot let them back in the games like this because one yeah. of those games is going to bite them in the butt yep. and the Lakers are going to come back and win. So um, it's all going to yep. fall on LeBron and AD, but who's going to be that third guy? Is it going to be Austin Reeves? Is it going to be D'Angelo Russell? Like who's going to be that yeah. person that steps up? Because they're going to need more than two in this series. Nuggets right. are too talented to just risk those big two. So don't want to say it can't be done, but I think mm-hmm. the deeper you go, the deeper you need some of your guys to really step up in these certain situations, whether it's even just defensively on some of these guys. Jared Vanderbilt it, being one of the better defenders on the team, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's going to, he could be at play a big factor in the series. I want to say, I don't know if it was Bruce Brown or KCP said that the game plan was to attack uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo, Russell. it was KCP, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would have told anybody that, but um, I think if they keep doing that, that could keep working, but, um, and you kind of will exhaust him on the defensive end of the floor. Um, and I think Austin Reeves will step up. I mean, he's been huge for them this season. I'm very curious to see what happens with them, uh, with him in the offseason, because the Lakers can only match so much of what, you know, somebody else may offer him. So, yeah, I don't know if he'll be back. I think somebody might try to stick it to the Lakers and say, I'm going to offer him this much. You can't match it. He's coming with us. <laughs> Let the games begin. Yeah. Um, they still have, a, still have a series to play, but we'll yep. uh, see how that plays out. Um, come these next couple of weeks, but this has certainly been fun. Um, yeah, kind of a just a, a normal lottery for the Pelicans. Um, mm-hmm. They were in it, which is not what they wanted, and being 14 is not what they wanted. But we kind of expected right. it, and uh, now we'll focus on the draft, which will come up in another month. We'll be with you every step of the way, including another episode for you next week. Rels, good to be back with you. Good talking hoops to you, and I'll talk to you soon soon take care until next week for rel i'm daniel thanks for listening to pels and whistles presented by bet online right here on the blue network